It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Well, we aren't done yet. I thought we were done. I felt we were done. I was negative all day. I was negative all night. But the New York Mets survived to beat the San Diego Padres in game two. Welcome to Rico Bronia. We did not have a Rico after game one. It had nothing to do with the result. As I mentioned, I was uh, waking up early to do the Saturday program with Joe Beningo. And if you'd heard that, I was not in a great mood. Joe was not in a great mood. We were not exactly brimming with confidence going into game two at City Field. And I don't have to re-explain why I wasn't brimming with confidence. I think it was obvious. We had talked about it on the past Rico that what happened in Atlanta combined now with what happened in game one certainly didn't leave me and I don't think many other Met fans feeling real good, feeling real comfortable. And even throughout game two, there were moments of disgust. There were moments of, oh, my God, they are going to lose this game. They're going to shut down City Field for 2022 after two straight losses to the San Diego Padres. And you may ask, oh, Evan, when did you have that feeling? Let's go back to the first inning. Because even though Jacob deGrom delivered one of his most dominant innings of the night, now he really had three dominant innings or three really good innings of the six he threw, the first, the second, and the sixth. But even after deGrom strikes out Soto and Machado back-to-back, City Field's electric, and my brain's starting to think, oh, Don Larson, here we go. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I was never thinking about Don, Don Larson or a perfect game. But Brandon Nimmo leads off the game with a single. We're all feeling good. All right, great. Let's get some runs. Starling Marte bounces into a double play. I'm not mad at Starling Marte, but the story of the New York Mets, not just the night before against you, Darvish, in the first and second inning, but really what feels like the last month is missed opportunities. So even though Lindor hits that home run, which was tremendous, great job by Francisco, what happens? Blake Snell can't throw strikes. The Mets get two guys on with two outs for Jeff McNeil. And I'm not mad at anybody. Jeff hits the ball right at the center field of Grisham. But it was frustrating. You have to admit, that first inning, even with a one nothing lead, was frustrating because the Mets hit the ball hard basically every time and had something to show for it but in my opinion, not enough to show for it. Then you go to the second inning, an out-of-nowhere two-out rally. Tomas Nito draws a walk. Brandon Nemo has the infield hit. And again, another opportunity for this offense. And again, they get nothing. Stalling Marte flies out the center. He hit that one pretty well. Then 
Jacob DeGrom, in his words, because I was able to listen to what Jake had to say uh, after the start, that's what happens when you drive home from City Field. I have the opportunity to actually hear what people have to say, and then we can react to that. But Jake said, hey, I threw a great pitch to Trent Grisham. No regrets. And Trent Grisham somehow, some way, has become a god. Like these two games against the Mets in the playoffs after hitting freaking 160, Trent Grisham, you can't get out. But nevertheless, Jacob DeGrom, we love him, gives the lead back. one nothing becomes 1-1. And Blake Snell, who was working at a snail's pace, I'm not going to play the pun of the snail's pace. He was just working very slowly. He couldn't throw a strike. He walks Lindor. And then Alonzo is super overly aggressive on the strikeout. Marcana strikes out. Jeff McNeil grounds out. Another inning in which the Mets have an opportunity. And even when they retook the lead in the fourth inning, when Brandon Nimmo came up with the clutch hit after Snell walks back-to-back guys to start the fourth inning, and you get Blake Snell out of this game because he threw a million pitches, even then, the offense left you needing more. You've got runners on first and second, one out for Starling Marte and Francisco Lindor, and you get nothing. And that was scaring the crap out of me. So even with a two-to-one lead, with Jacob DeGrom on the mound, through four innings, I think I'm thinking what everyone's thinking, which is they haven't scored enough. I love Jake. I do. But never tonight did I ever think, or last night, because I think most people are going to be listening on Sunday morning since we're going to post this at about 2 a.m., because we're recording this at about 1 a.m. So I assume 98% of the audience will be listening to this Sunday or maybe Monday after the Mets get eliminated so you can mock me being somewhat excited after they won game two, whenever the hell you're listening. But after four innings, the Mets are up two to one and never for a second was I satisfied with how many runs they had scored and never confident that Jake, no offense to him, was ever going to make it hold up. Because Jake, after the first two innings, and really after the first inning, because even though he pitched a one, two, three second inning, he didn't have the command. And he really hasn't had that same command for a long time now. But even in a one, two, three second inning, he's fallen behind Brandon Drury. He fell behind Josh Bell. He got outs, which is great. I'm not complaining. But you could tell he wasn't as sharp as when we see Jake at his best. And then, of course, in the fifth inning, in a lot of ways, we saw the best and the worst of our man because he issues a leadoff walk to Trent Grisham in which he was being careful with him. Grisham had a home run on a pitch Jacob DeGrom has no regrets on. He was being careful with him. Padres laid down a bunt sacrifice. Hopefully, Tomas Nito's keeping note because he couldn't lay down a bunt sacrifice earlier in the game. And then he throws one too many sliders to Jurickson Profar. He threw so many freaking sliders to this guy. And finally on that 2-2 pitch, he hooks it down the line. And we're all cursing him out. I'm not, not pro forward to Grom. I got this guy next to me who I think listens to the Rico. So he'll probably say, oh, yeah, that was me. I got a guy next to me screaming at the top of his lungs. Opt out, you stupid, soft son of a bitch. And then he starts screaming. He's talking about DeGrom. Then he starts screaming, hey, Buck, make this guy throw 150 pitches so his arm falls off in Atlanta. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, trust me, when he gave up the base hit to Profar 
And then the base hit to Juan Soto and there's first and third one out in a tie game. I think we're all worried. I think we're all saying, oh, here we go. DeGrom is one more bad pitch away from pulling a Scherzer, from having just a very, very mediocre performance. And so as Manny Machado was striding to the plate, who DeGrom handled in his first two at-bats, I closed my eyes because otherwise I wanted to punch this man. He's a nice guy. We talk all the time, but I really wanted to punch him in the face for everything he was screaming at Jake. Like, I mean, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with some of the things, but really, we're just, we're talking about opt-outs and go to Atlanta in the middle of a goddamn postseason game. Can we wait till the season's over? And I'm sure we'll have plenty of discussions on opt-outs and Atlanta and Texas and how much you want to pay him. We'll do a whole freaking podcast about it. But not now, fatty. Sorry, he's not fat. I just, I was angry and I, I used, I apologize. Anyhow, I closed my eyes and I thought of the Dodgers in 2015 and thought of how the best of Jake that night was not dominating, was his ability to get out of trouble. And even though he had given up the home run earlier to Grisham and he had just given up the RBI single to Profar, this was nut time for Jacob DeGrom. This was nut up time for Big Jake. And to his credit, he strikes out Manny Machado, I think, with a fastball. I think he ended up blowing a fastball right by him after he threw a couple of sliders early. And then he strikes out Josh Bell. And it was nut up time by Jake. And to Jake's credit, he's at 90 pitches. He gets through the fifth. They're still tied. Uh, so it's kind of a minor victory. And the thoughts going through my mind of maybe Jake's done. And it really doesn't have to do with pitch count. I want to make that clear. It has to do with effectiveness. It has to do with, okay, he just gave the lead back. He somehow found a way to get the last two outs and keep the game tied. I'm thinking what gives the Mets the best chance to win? Like, do I trust that Jacob DeGrom can go back out for the sixth inning and get the job done? And what I would learn very quickly, what we would all learn very quickly, is he'd be doing it with a lead because Pete Alonso ambushed the very first pitch of the fifth inning from Nick Martinez, and that was a huge moment for Pete. It was a huge moment in this game, obviously, for us as Mets fans. But I think for Pete, after striking out earlier, he did draw a walk in the first inning. That was the deep breath moment for Pete Alonso. And even later in the game, during the huge break-it-open rally in the seventh inning, you know, Pete had such a great at-bat. Was that a 10-pitch at-bat, too? He had a very long at-bat to draw the walk to get two on and nobody out. And I think that ambush home run against Martinez in the fifth inning goes a long way. Because I think we all thought, is Pete Alonso pressing? Is Pete Alonso trying to do too much? He came so close to beating you, Darvish, in the first inning in game one. He hooked it foul. And then there was a lot of frustration. So he got a first pitch from Nick Martinez. He crushed it. Regives the lead to Jake. And what I tweeted out was what I thought, which was let DeGrom start the sixth, but be ready. Be ready. He puts a guy on base. He walks a guy. He's walked two guys in this game, which for DeGrom feels like 10 because he never walks anybody. Be ready to get Jake out of the game. 